Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, May 19th. We are yet another day closer to defaulting on our debt for the first time in American history. And yet there's no solution in sight negotiations on Friday afternoon are at a standstill. Well, you can put all that optimistic talk you heard from the White House and the president and Speaker McCarthy over the last couple of days to the side because it is no longer operative, apparently. Multiple sources tell CNN that the negotiators trying to hammer out a deal to avoid default and lift the debt ceiling, have paused talks. It's pretty clear from both sides, and by that I mean the House Republicans and the Biden administration, that a wide gap exists between these two sides. The problem is there's very little time left on the clock. The Treasury Department has said that the United States could default on its debt as early as June 1st meaning we are now less than two weeks away from that point. And if that were to happen, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has continued to stress that the consequences for the economy will be dire. There was a brief meeting this morning between the negotiators before they broke up. And as of now, there are no more meetings currently scheduled for today. That's not a good sign. Here was Speaker McCarthy on the state of affairs. Well, we, we've got to get movement by the White House, and we don't have any movement yet. So, yeah, we've got to pause. Congressman Garrett Graves, who is leading the negotiations for House Republicans, left today's meeting saying the situation was, quote, not productive. And two people are willing to have reasonable conversations about how you can actually move forward and do the right thing, then we're not going to sit here and talk to ourselves. He went on to say that he's not even sure if they will meet again this weekend. Speaker McCarthy had wanted a deal in hand by the end of this week in order to jump all the legislative hurdles that will need to be jumped to get it through the House and Senate in time to avoid default. He told Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer it would take four days in the House and seven days in the Senate. A White House official acknowledged that there are, quote, real differences and, quote, talks will be difficult but says the president's negotiating team is committed to reaching a reasonable bipartisan solution. Sources tell CNN that White House negotiators think the extent of spending cuts that Republicans want is unacceptable. As I said, all that happy talk, all that optimistic outlook seems to be no longer operative. And today, the speaker addressed the change in tone. Today, I really felt we were at the location where I could see the path. The the White House is just, look, we can't be spending more money next year. We have to spend less than we spent the year before. It's pretty easy. So as we've talked before on this podcast, there are a whole host of issues here that both sides need to hammer out. But it does appear that the cap on spending and where that should be is a crucial part of the impasse here. In addition to seeking common ground on spending limits, There's also looking for some agreement on reducing some of the unspent pandemic aid and changes to permitting rules for domestic energy production. 
But you have to remember as you watch these negotiations play out, you have to constantly remember that Kevin McCarthy only has four votes to play with here. That's all he can afford to lose in the House if indeed he is going to be able to pass something with Republican votes only. Now, of course, if Democratic votes are going to be needed to pass something, Kevin McCarthy wants to avoid rebellion from his own conference, potentially losing his job as speaker, perhaps, for compromising too much from the perspective of many inside the Republican conference. So now, of course, what we're seeing is there are the folks in the room negotiating on behalf of the House Republicans and on behalf of President Biden and the administration. But while they're negotiating, the outside external political pressures from the right and the left onto their party leaders starts getting applied. For instance, the House Freedom Caucus, made up of about 40 right-wing conservatives, some of the most conservative members of McCarthy's conference, called on Speaker McCarthy to reject anything less than what the House already passed, which, of course, is a non-starter for the administration. But it shows you the pressure that McCarthy is under in this moment. President Biden, as you know, has been in Japan for a G7 meeting. He left a working dinner earlier today to get briefed about the latest in the debt negotiations. He's also postponing the second half of his trip. He was scheduled to go to Papua New Guinea and Australia and instead will be returning home to the United States on Sunday for what is going to be expected additional debt ceiling negotiations. He, too, is feeling the pressure from the left of his party. Some House progressives are pretty nervous, they say, about what Biden is willing to give to get a deal. Here is Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. This is a hostage-taking situation. We should not reward the hostage-takers. The Republicans have a lot of power. They're in control of the House of Representatives. If they want to pass you know, budget appropriations bills, they will have the power to pass those bills through the House. So why they're trying to take the American economy, jobs, benefits for a ride, I, I don't understand. Progressives seem to be most specifically worried about Republicans' proposals for tougher work requirements for social safety net programs. Many Democrats have said that's a red line for them. But Biden has been a bit vague on just how bold a red line that may be. I'm not going to accept any work requirements that's going to impact on medical health needs of people. I'm not going to accept any work requirements that uh, go much beyond what is already. Well, I, I voted years ago for the work requirements that exist. But it's possible there could be a few others, but not anything of any consequence. And this was Congresswoman Jayapal's response. It's of consequence to my constituents. I've talked to um, all the people that administer the work requirements, and they tell me, as well as the people who try to get them, what a giant waste of money work requirements are. And there's tons of research on this. With prospects of a negotiated bipartisan deal coming together very quickly on the decline, they're quite frankly dimming today, we are seeing some Democrats look more into options of whether or not the president can act unilaterally in some way. Ten Democratic senators, along with Senator Bernie Sanders, encouraged Joe Biden to take advantage of the 14th Amendment to deal with the debt ceiling. Some experts say Section 4 of the 14th Amendment could be used to give the president power to pay the nation's debt, irrespective of Congress. The section reads, quote, 
the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payments of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned. But the reality is it's not really clear if invoking the 14th Amendment here would even work. Secretary Yellen has expressed doubts about it, and it would definitely be met with swift legal action. And not even all Democrats are aligned on this in the Senate. Listen to Senator Joe Manchin expressing some skepticism. The 14th Amendment, I've heard people say, well, it might be a way we can do this. And once you start down that slope, then no one's ever going to take the seriousness of our debt. And our debt is serious and we have to fix it. Even President Biden doesn't think this is the solution to the current crisis. So we will now wait to see if indeed there are meetings this weekend. Can Congress expedite some kind of bipartisan solution here? Because at the moment, the country looks to be careening pretty quickly towards its first ever default. And that could absolutely put a volcanic reaction into the domestic and global economies. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday.